G'day punters, welcome to Victims of the Punt here at the Mailbag. We're looking at the Campbell Grange meeting. We have three group threes to not quite officially kick off spring, we're almost there. Uh, Mark Sheen, Mark Roden here to join me as always. Mark Sheen, I'll start with yourself. Are you anticipating anything there on Saturday with regards to how Campbell might play? Uh, generally, when it's wet, the inside's not the place to be. So um, uh, the rail is out four metres, but I would assume that they'd be definitely centre of the track or even wider, especially later in the day. Okay. So track currently rated at a heavy eight. Is that exactly where you think you'll be sitting there tomorrow? I think it was a seven this morning. Actually, I think um, it was updated to a seven and yep. we've got it uh, beautiful weather in Sydney. I'm sure that's the same down on the south coast. So, yeah, look, we may have an upgrade to a six. I'm not sure it'll get much better than that. But uh, as I said, I I'm expecting them to be off the fence. Okay. Mark Roden, doing the form, did anything come to mind with this card? Yeah, the only... The only thing I'd say about that track pattern is, and this this terrified me, is I, I think Mark's quite right. It is generally off the fence on soft ground. Kembla, 19th of June, just going through my track pattern database, four metre rail. Was, admittedly, that was heavy eight and nine with a strong southwesterly, and it was up the inside for no reason. Um, and that is a total outlier. The week before, it was a southwesterly and wasn't like that. Just this one day, all seven winners fence in run that day. Um, on, that, that track was very wet, though, I will say. But, uh, I just hope and pray that um, that doesn't happen again. Okay. All right, let's start off with race five. Uh, we'll go races five through ten. Race five is the Ming Dynasty over 1,400 metres. The group three for three-year-olds in terms of the market. Coastwatch is current favourite, $3 best available. Uh, Arnica, subterranean military expert, all around $5. And then 13 for you, Long Turbo. Mark Sheen, I'll start with yourself. Yeah, it looks a very muddling uh, pace, this race, uh, which had me a little bit worried. I think Subterranean's a big improver from the yard watch the other day. paraded like he would certainly improve with the run. Didn't get a great deal of luck in the straight, and he does make Coast Watch a couple of kilos better. Uh, I just came up with Military Expert, um, not with a great deal of confidence, but I just think um, with not a lot of speed in the race, he can position uh, up on the pace. He did win at Newcastle the other day. Um, he and the second horse uh, gapped the rest of the field and he does have a second to King of Sparta on debut and then um, finished in front of King of Sparta at his next run at Rose Hill when he was used up so um, going his way but I think it's a pretty tough race to tell you the truth Okay, Mark Roden, any thoughts there in the Ming Dynasty? Um, I think it's probably the day for Coastwatch um, Third up now, wide trip first up, touched off by Tiger of Malay last time, and absolutely no disrespect to Cathy O'Hara, especially after getting Mobile Soldier home for me on Wednesday, but Kay O'Hara to Jay McDonald is big, and Jay McDonald on in general is big, and at around $3, I, th I think I'll just back him, and uh, hope he can take care of it. I've got military expert second from, I think, subterranean. I... I think this market is being made by Arnaker to some extent. It took an eternity to run down General Soleil, who got beaten at the Provincials again last week, uh, first up. So how it's $5, I don't know. Um, I think it's putting a little bit of fat into the price of the rest of them. So, yeah, Coast Watch for me with the big jockey change. Okay. Race six on the card is the San Domenico Stakes Group 3 over 1,100 metres, once again for the three-year-olds. Stay inside, $2.40 is the best you can get on Friday morning with uh, Palel, 280 
Remark is $4.80. In the Congo is 11 Everything else is 30 to 1 or more. Mark Sheen, do you have a thought, by the way, here, if this is a betting race or not? Um, well, look, uh, this is a bit of an awkward start here. They're running an 1100 at uh, Kemler, which is a distance that they don't normally run. Um, the, mentioned on Twitter that they're starting on the outside fence with a with a rail guiding them over. So um, just looking at the map here, staying side might be a little bit awkwardly drawn under those circumstances, uh, finding cover, uh, just with a bit of speed drawn inside him. Look, I think uh, Paul Lee is the way to go for me. Um, I know in the Congo and Remark were both held up the other day, but it was a dominant win with the 59, and he stays at 1,100 metres. He's won his last two 1,100. So with that race fitness under his belt, I'm uh, leaning his way. So number four uh, to win for me. Okay. Mark Roden, what are you thinking in terms of the market at the moment? Uh, yeah, I'll end Paul Lilly. Just to clarify with Mark, they're, they're, still, they're starting out of that 1,200 metre shoot, but just... They're out of the shoot. There's nowhere else to start there, Mark. Yeah, no. so it's out, it's out of the shoot as far as I know. And yeah. um, I think they said they're going to position the barriers out wide and yeah. with the rail to guide them over. They could have made it a thousand, couldn't they? I think that would have been. The... Yeah, possibly. Uh, someone told me that they, uh, when they first floated moving to Kembla, that they were going to have a maximum field of ten out, and they ended up with nine anyway. So oh, okay. just um, just in case, but they were always going to run it at that distance. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, look, I think you just have to believe what you see with Paul Early. Uh, I think the price is about right. I've actually got it favourite, but around its market price, and I thought staying side was a bit short. Um, another, you know, the, the champion two-year-old first up as favourite. It's, uh, yeah, they don't have a great track record. Yeah. Um, I do have Paul on top from staying side. Paul was just outstanding first up, of course. Remark was... Um, Dominant, but you'd be hard pressed to say he would have uh, finished in front of Paul Early on what we saw there. Um, and I don't think, yeah, the market rarely misses those sort of very unlucky runs, and I think they've got his price about right too. So, look, I d don't know that I'm going to bet, but if I were to be, it would be on Paul Early if it gets out past its current price. All right. First leg of the quaddy, race seven is the Premier's Cup, the group three over 2,000 metres, Heart of Poissants, favourite at 390 from. Uh, Dashing Willoughby is 650. Harpo, Marks, and Spirit Ridge are both 750. And then no compromise, and Mabarra's a 10 each. Mark Sheen, any thoughts for the uh, 2000 metre Premier's Cup? Um, yeah, I've, I've found Harpo Marks here. I know he's coming back in distance, but um, a couple of very good runs on, on wet ground uh, before McDonald won on him at Ramwick. Um, with a big weight, um, I just think um, getting back on that wet ground is certainly no disadvantage. Harder Pissons trialled pretty well the other day, but he's got blinkers off. And he is first up at 2,000 metres, so just a slight query there, especially at the price. So I just went a little bit wider. So 12 Harpo marks for me. There are a few queries in this race. Dashing Willoughby's trialled up OK, but he's had two runs in Australia and he put up the white flag about 900 out in the Caulfield Cup. So I'm not exactly sure. Spirit yeah. Ridge has trialled well, but big weight and uh, he's drawn a little bit wide, so they may have to do some work early. So I just thought Harpo marks if they're coming from the back uh, would be hard to beat. Okay, Mark Roden, any interest here? Yeah, it's an interesting race. Um, pretty tough from a betting point of view. I, I sort of ended up with harder croissants on top, but I don't. I wouldn't want to be taking sub $4, you know, off a break, um, to be honest. Uh, his best is very good, but whether he's going to produce that tomorrow, I don't know. Um, 
Papo Marx is my second pick. He's, I could entertain backing him. Um, now, I'm going to have to rejig this a bit because this track's improved uh, a bit quicker than I thought it might. And I originally had, I was going to back Quick Thinker uh, at big odds if it was going to be in the heavy range, but it's not now. I think um, I think he has to be, you know, in the mix in any race on heavy ground, but now it's improving. And if it gets as, you know, as good as a six, then I would, I would struggle to find him, I think. Uh, Dashing Willoughby, don't know. Yeah, certainly taking no risks with him. And the one, the one I might spec at odds now, I think, is Criminal Code, who at least will get sting out. Uh, yep. Probably last chance. I thought maybe the, the pace of the race probably didn't slow it in the prelude the other week. I was on it and, and the winner, fortunately, that day. But I, yeah, I thought that was a pretty good race for it and couldn't quite really warm me in. But just maybe with a bit of sting out of the ground, that'll that'll serve a bit better. And it's certainly well, he's not. He's going to get more pace, isn't he, mate? Well, with a bigger field, I think there's yeah. yeah, there really should be more speed on. So that that does look more suitable and getting a much bigger price too. So at the odds, I'll, I'll spec it. Um, Harpo Marks looks backable. And yeah, um, that's probably about it. Okay. Race eight is the benchmark 88 over 1,200 metres. King of Sparta is favourite at 290. 450 for Ty Kunis. $8 triple ace. Animate is 10 with Madame Legend and Fasconi 11. Zakat is 12. Promotions 14. Evens out if you don't like anything top end of the market. Mark Sheen, anything here for yourself? Yeah, this is a bit of a conundrum for me. King of Sparta, like he'd had a couple of runs on wet ground and his performances were okay, but um, there's certainly nothing like he produced at Kemba last start on very fast ground where he was perfectly ridden with the rails in run. So whether he's going to reproduce that on softer ground and perhaps with not the same run in transit. So I just went a little bit wider with Fast Coney. Admittedly, probably would have been better with a heavy, but um, uh, he just had uh, no luck last week and the run before he was out the back in a, a race that was dominated by on paces. So he hasn't had a great deal of luck. Um, yeah, I'm not sure I want to tumble for the favourite at the price, so just going a little bit wider with Fast Coney, number 11 for me. Uh, but, uh, you know, the chances don't end there, I wouldn't think. Okay. Mark Roden, anything for yourself in race eight? Yeah, I think I've got King of Sparta on top. It's hard not to after what he did last yeah. time, but it is, yeah, the price is going to be the issue. Um, is that second up off a peak like that at this sort of price range? is a worry and of course as Mark said it's going to be on a softer track as well. Um, I don't think 290 is great value. Um, I on you know hoping the track improves a bit more I could give Triple Ace a chance. Uh, good win in Brisbane last time I thought and he's just a very consistent horse full stop. Uh, tycoonist covered ground last start. I'm not I'm not convinced he's any superstar but he's in the race. I, I, again I wouldn't back him at the, at the price but I have got him third pick. Then I'm out to Madam Legend. Um, Sting out will help her. And then Fast Coney. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I was really taken with King of Sparta last time. I just want a bit better price to back in, in this. And so just at the prices, might back Triple Ace. Okay. Might be a watch late there potentially on the day as well. Uh, race 9, benchmark 78. And Matt, $3.10. Heads the market from 440. Majestic shot, 6-gun. Glen Eagles on the lead all around that $10 mark. And then uh, on Florage, $13. Hulk, there he is again, $14. Mark Sheen, race nine for yourself. Uh, yeah, I do like Andaman. I think three tens are getting a bit skinny, though. But um, he's uh, runs, well, he, he won his first start at Kembla. 
He's very good first up and he does like wet ground. He's got McDonald, had a trial earlier in the week and seemed to go okay. He's been gelded, as I said. So um, I think this does set up nicely for him. Majestic shots drawn a bit awkwardly there. Just have to see if they're coming right down the outside from Barry number 14. Um, obviously, she's hard to beat if she gets the right run, but I just think Andamat will position up a bit closer in the run perhaps and and get the better run in the middle of the track so the other one i thought uh, is certainly on the improved duchess who's a good wet tracker and has good form at kembla okay mark roden race nine for yourself um i thought the favorites are a bit short here uh andamat and majestic shot um i thought six gun might be better suited than he was last time and he was Kind of back up around around the ten dollar mark. Uh, Hulk, um, he's been six dollars or shorter his last six starts and hasn't won, and he's going to be more than double that tomorrow. I think I'm going to have to back him at fourteen dollars. No, people probably want to throw things at me for suggesting that, and I can understand why. But he's big track and fast run thousand. That's him, and fourteen dollars. You know. I'm, I backed him as favourite two or three runs. He's going to be last, and you know, getting fourteen dollars this time. I mean, that, that, that's the only justification for this madness. But that's the way I'm thinking. Uh, and where were we after that? Um, I thought on Farage could go better on a softer track, although it improves too much. Maybe that's out of the equation too. And the match certainly a chance. And um, yeah, I'm not sold on just a shot to be honest. So I am going wider. Um, it won't be a huge spend raise, but maybe five and eleven. Okay, that brings us to the last race ten benchmark seventy eight over fifteen hundred meters and joint favourites at the top Yee Yee and King's Air. We're still saying King's Air or King's Shear anyway. Uh, Four forty six dollars too much to bear. Suami eight fifty twelve dollars. Papal Warrior thirteen dollars. Hot Spring Gold goes right up from there. Mark Sheen, anything in the last race for yourself? Well, I think the going depends uh, what King is going to do here. Um, he Probably his worst run uh, was on wet ground. Admittedly, it was about a heavy nine at uh, Warwick Farm when he was beaten by he's a gentleman as a short price favourite. So he hasn't really proven himself on wet ground as such. So he may be a drifter if that, um, if that inside ground is no good and, and the track is playing like a genuine slow. I think Yee Yee back on wet ground um, is the way I want to go. He was impressive winning at Newcastle, been against ordinary opposition first up. One well second up and then things didn't go quite his way on the Kensington and it was pretty hard track probably around a two on the day so I think getting back on soft ground and I thought uh, too much to bear. I know he's up a lot in class but uh, it was an emphatic win there at Newcastle and might be an improver so uh, that's the way I'm going, 13 from 17. Okay, Mark Roden, anything for yourself? Um, as it stands, I've got Yee Yee and King's Air sort of joint top picks. I'm a bit yep. similar to the market. wonder whether King's Air being gelded now might be a, just come back a bit of a better horse, I think. Um, it's true to, to say that he's not proven on ground this wet. If it keeps improving, it might not be too much of a factor. Yee Yee, I was hoping the market wouldn't find off the... At face value, disappointing midweek run last time. Uh, that was just a really strange race for him to be in. Full stop, I thought. I just didn't like his setup at all that day. And yeah, Sting out. Uh, if he returns to his previous form, I think he's going to be very hard to beat. But 440 best, that's about right, in my opinion. Um, Hot Spring Gold. I, 
Jay Mac on last time and yep. went to a new level. Um, look, I think Jay Mac on was certainly part of uh, the reason for his improved performance. But I, I did say, I mean, I tipped him that day and backed him. And one of the reasons I gave is I think he's a big track horse, and Kemble certainly feels that bill. So I think he's a big track, and 1500s suit him. He was certainly absolutely dominant, admittedly, against weaker opposition last time. And a couple of picker odds, I think I'm going to have to um, uh, follow up on him. And for a very rough one, um, number one, Kiss the Bride. Fitness gave out first up. Um, doesn't Hasn't won for a while. Um, certainly looking for soft ground. Just these last two preps, he has actually taken some sort of step forward uh, at his second up run, off his first up run. Yep. If he does that uh, again, he can be competitive, and he's around 33 to 1. So I'll probably have a tiny spec on him as well. But yeah, look. Ace and 12, uh, 13, Kings Air and Yee, the top picks. I think Hot Spring Gold's a decent bet at double figure odds. And yeah, the wild, rough one, number one, Kiss the Bride. Just quickly with uh, King Shear, did you have that as a PB first up on your figures? I think I did. Yeah, it looked like a reasonably sort of soft sort of platform though, didn't it? So uh, yeah, certainly yeah. one that uh, I picked up on the data as well. Yeah, just looking at it yeah, certainly was his PB with me. And his last 100 was really strong yeah. too. Okay. Very thing good. about him, he's, he's a magnificent type, and maybe he wasn't putting his mind on the job. Mm. Uh, but now that he's gilded, he, like he might go to another level. But um, as I said, that Dave Warwick farm mm. on wet ground, he was pretty disappointing. He was outside the lead and, and gave up pretty quickly. But yep. again, this track's not going to be as bad as that. Okay. All right, that brings us to the end of the show, guys. Uh, I'll get a recap of your best bets, best players, whether they be best bets, value bets, or lay bets. Mark Sheen, I'll start with yourself. Yeah, tricky sort of day. Um, look, I thought in race three, Pensado has looked a bit big um, in the yard at its two runs uh, that we can see on the vision. And um, I think they were going to try and ride her a little bit closer the other day and she didn't jump as well. I thought she still hit the line okay. So I thought she was an improver. So I thought she'd run a race in race three. Um, I think Palili will be hard to beat. And uh, I thought Harpo Marks was a good chance in race seven, but I wouldn't say there's any massive standouts. Okay. Mark Roden, any uh, early plays for yourself as of Friday morning? Uh, yeah, I'll stick to the system with Co Co uh, Coast Watch in yeah. race five. And other than that, I'm not, yeah, super keen. I'll be going looking for wider things, maybe around the double figure mark like uh, Hot Spring Gold in the last. Okay. And uh, we've got a couple of quick questions here from Ron, so uh, we'll fire through these. Question one, how does Mark Sheen feel about the latest attempt to improve rugby league overall? You're into the second last round, Mark. Uh, how's the game treating you? You've got a dollar five favourite, dollar two favourite, dollar seven favourite to round out round 24. Look, I probably shouldn't, uh, no comment here, I'll end up in court or something. <laughs> I think it's a debacle. Yeah. It's oh, look, I'm not, a, I'm not a close rugby league follower, but just the fact that they're making such a drastic it is coming in, this drastic rule change about uh, uh, kicking to touch with two rounds to go in the regular season. That's just unheard of, isn't it? Well, yes. I don't think it'll end there either, Mark. Okay. Uh, That's called megalomania. <laughs> yeah. Megalomania, indeed. Speaking of which, uh, Ron, I think he's taking a little bit of the mickey here, but uh, can anyone recall any old tales of keys in the bowl type behaviour amongst riders or participants? <laughs> Um, I'll leave that to Mark in Melbourne. <laughs> oh, what, what's that supposed to be? <laughs> <laughs> it's clearly a south of the border sort of activity, isn't it? Yeah, there was... Um, 
I've got no inside knowledge of what went on down on the peninsula, but uh, a few other racing participants were putting their oar in the water, um, mm. speculating what might have happened there. So. <laughs> exactly. Uh, one for racing Twitter, I think, that one. And then finally, did, did Tommy get off light copping only a month? Uh, why is there seemingly more sympathy for him than the gun who goes without an urn for at least three months and uh, could have obviously come to something worse happening? Um, it looked pretty nasty. Then what did Hugh Bowman get for something similar at um, yeah, that, that day on Smart Image? Um, was that? I think that was more than four weeks, wasn't it? It was. Um, but again, racing Twitter for calling for blood, you know, like six months or something there, and can't remember exactly what it was. But I think it was probably at least two months. Yeah. The thing is, I know, I know Barry changed course to take the run, but then Extreme Time actually hit the heels at the finish. Yes. So maybe he'd already gone into the run and they were um, discounting some, yeah. somewhat for that. I, I understand he took his running. There's no doubt about that. But yeah. um, it, it ended up clipping the heels at the finish, didn't it? Yep. It did. And it was such a messy race, that one full stop. I wonder if they'd take that into account. I'm, I'm not a steward, but uh, I certainly know Malice intended. Okay. Uh, thank you to Ron. Now, if you've got any questions for the panel, fire them through, whether they be for the Victims Review or Preview Show, but uh, we're more than happy to read them out. Thank you very much, guys. So we'll catch up on Monday and review the meeting at Kembla Grange. But until then, go well.